Welcome to the Field Talk Podcast from the Linder Farm Network, the voice of Minnesota agriculture. Most Christmas displays just wouldn't be complete without a fragrant Christmas tree. Many of those trees are grown on Minnesota farms. Minnesota Christmas Tree Association President John Krieger of Lake Elmo joined the Linder Farm Network's Linda Brecky to help us learn more about this seasonal favorite. I'm the third generation owner of our business, which started in 1954 by my grandparents. What type of a year has it been for the for Christmas trees? It's been another great year for the real Christmas tree market. Things really started taking off uh, in the COVID pandemic era. People and families wanted to get out and have more outdoor experiences, of course, and uh, kind of a drive back to nature and getting in touch with farming and those types of things were a great thing for our industry, and that's kind of continued over the last several two or three years and in, in, in through this year. So the farms, I would say, are more retail or locally focused. There are a few larger farms that do a fair bit of wholesaling to maybe some of the big boxes, but the uh, vast majority are either retailers in the highly populated areas or wholesalers where they have a lot of land but not a lot of people, and then there's others that have the people but not the land. So we're most of us are part of the Minnesota Christmas Tree Association, and uh, even though we're technically competitors, we all get together a couple times a year and share tips and tricks and what's working, what's not, industry insights, those types of things. So, you know, we all do better when we all do better, and, and we all kind of work together in our own markets. When you first plant the tree to probably maybe what, you know, the majority of people buy for the size of a tree, about how long does it take? Yeah, on average, it's around one foot per year. Now, the first couple of years are a bit slower, and then the last couple of years are quite a bit faster. Each bud essentially uh, grows exponentially, so two turn to four to eight to 16, that type of thing. So uh, the last couple of years is where the majority of the growth is, but basically a, an eight-foot tree takes you know eight to 10 years, depending on weather conditions, of course. And while uh, a lot of farmers think of more annual crops, of course, and maybe one or two seasons, over those eight years, we have eight times four, 32 seasons of variability. And that can be a good thing in some years and, and a bad in others. But, you know, depending on the season, whether it's winter, spring, summer, or fall, there's certainly um, uh, risks, um, but also some benefits to growing, whether we have cold weather, a lot of rain, not much rain, those types of things. But, um, yeah, it's been a difficult couple of years, of course, with the summers and everyone's feeling the extended droughts and then the, the heavy rains. But, we as growers have learned to adapt um, and are trying new methods to make sure we retain the soil moisture during the dry periods and then capitalize on the, the heavy rains to make sure that gets absorbed fully back into the soil. Can you actually go out and water or is that just too much? Every farm's a little bit different in terms of what their ability to, to irrigate and water is. Some um, have you know very complex systems, others just do drip irrigation or more centralized or localized. Uh, sprinkler type system. So really it's that first one to two to three years that are most critical. Once the trees get into that middle age or later, the roots are deep enough and they're established enough where they can weather some of the the more dry periods. John, I know the the porch pot is <laughs> really, oh, that is wild. I mean, I do a lot of that myself, but it it is just a really, it really has grown over the years, hasn't it? The The spruce tips and the other greenery, putting in a pot or a or a flower box or whatever, but that's a real popular thing these days, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, obviously the trees are the, the focal point, but whether it's garland or wreaths or porch pots, 
uh, red twig dogwood, all those things that really kind of accent the tree or accent the home outside are, are certainly uh, very popular and, and definitely growing in, in demand. And I was very surprised to find out how those uh, spruce tips are uh, gathered yeah, yeah, it's a uh, it's a regulated industry, which is great. Uh, folks need to have a license and permit, and there's a certain way of doing it. But essentially, by taking off that spruce tip, another branch underneath it or next to it will take over as the the leader. And so, as a Christmas tree, you want a straight trunk and that sort of thing. But out in the swamps and and uh, hinterlands of Minnesota, it's not a big deal if another branch uh, grows up and becomes the the tree's leader. So. It's a sustainable way of, of acquiring spruce tops, uh, but of course folks need to have those permits and, and uh, uh, contact the DNR before doing so. Uh, the Christmas tree at the nation's capital. How did that happen, and how was that tree picked? Yeah, great question. Every year there's a National Christmas Tree Association meeting, and the, uh, at that meeting there is a contest, a tree contest, and the winner of that gets to take the tree to the White House. And then the second place gets to take the tree to the vice president's residence. And this was the first year that a tree from Minnesota was selected as the, the runner-up, uh, which is still very fun and, and exciting. And so Happy Land Tree Farm out of Minnesota, they've uh, done very well at the State Fair Christmas Tree Competition and also did very well at the national competition this year. So first time a tree from Minnesota has graced the uh, vice president or president's residents. And uh, yeah, it's very exciting for them as a family and a longtime grower, but also for the industry and, and for Minnesota overall. John, what tips do you have for us when it comes to selecting that tree? Well, every tree is different. They have different characteristics, but uh, you know, we have a tree for, for every person. And so whether you like a fragrant tree or a tree with strong branches or, you know, you're worried about needle retention. Every tree has a little bit different characteristic. And uh, ask your grower when you arrive what uh, what you're looking for. And typically, most farms have anywhere from six to seven different kinds of firs, which is a short needle, and three to four different kinds of pine, which is the long needle. So, um, again, there's a, there's a tree for everybody, depending on which type of characteristic you're interested in. And then how far down do you suggest we cut? Or what, do we, what should we cut off the bottom? Yeah, the most important thing is doing a, a fresh cut at the base of the tree, anywhere from you know a half inch to uh, an inch, just before you set it up. That way, the pores will open up, and then the first time a person puts it in their stand, we want them to do warm water. That helps to open up those pores and get the uh, tree drinking water. And the number one thing is just make sure it doesn't go dry, or else those pores will seal back over again. John, thank you. Anything else we should mention today? Just... Um, Look for a local tree farm in your area. They're all uh, working hard to make homes brighter and, and uh, more festive and give that authentic experience of, of, a, of a tree farm to folks. Thanks for listening. Find other podcasts at linderfarmnetwork.com and Apple and Spotify. And as always, get the latest up-to-the-minute market information and analysis on your local LFN affiliate.